0: Listen, we've been over this with you, but whatever you are wearing right now, Mac Weldon is better. And as usual, when I say this, I'm saying this in Mack Weldon underwear. And then outerwear as well. I'm not just sitting here in my briefs. <laughs> Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Not only do Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well. Oh, Yeah. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. That means they eliminate odor. Got odor? Not anymore. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they will still refund you. No questions asked. How about that? So good. Right? MacWeldon is the best. I'm not really even are. kidding. <laughs> I'm not playing either. I have a lot of basics from them and I dig them. Yes. For 20% off of your first order and it won't be your last, visit macweldon.com, M A C K. W E L D O N dot com. Enter promo code HOMO at checkout. Hello,
1: homophiliacs. In order to support our show, which I know you want to do, we will need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash homophilia. Take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way, we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are because you are so great. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash homophilia. Thanks for your help.
0: Oh, hey, friends. Welcome to Homophilia. It's me, Dave. Matt is up in Vancouver. Um, you probably have heard the news by now, but he is making a pilot for Pop TV. And as of this week, it is official. He has cast Nini Leaks. It is a Matt McConkey dream come true. I mean, it could not be more on brand. I am so excited. I have read the pilot. It is super funny. I can't wait to see it, and I cannot wait for you to see it. Um, we have uh, a great episode coming up. Um, but obviously there's something we got to address this week. Um, there, uh, was a case in the news that you might've noticed. We never really talked about in any, uh, depth or at all really on this show. Uh, and there's a reason for that. Uh, I know that I speak for Matt also when I say this, I don't like being a cynic. I don't like being a skeptic and I don't like when a cynical or a skeptical instinct ends up, uh, being the correct one. Uh, I especially don't like it when it is around the world of hate and bias crime, which we all know, um, are on the rise. Um, the facts do not lie. The numbers do not lie. Um, we, um, um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit speechless. I, uh, I'm angry. I'm wrung out. Uh, I'm exhausted. And I know that you are too, uh, for somebody to, um, uh, manipulate, uh, the public in a way that, um, Certain someone might have done um, this week is uh, is unforgivable. To uh, create a situation uh, where somebody in a in a make America great again hat has uh, the moral upper hand is unthinkable. Um, I'm furious and uh, and I'm tired, and I know that you are too. Um, Let's take a few days. Let's take a little pause from social media. Let's regroup. Let's regather. Let's figure out uh, how we're gonna we're gonna move forward. I wanna I wanna speak to uh, the younger people in our audience, uh, the younger queer people in our audience, um, or really anyone who worries about um, their physical safety. Um, I, I don't even know what it is I want to say, um, other than. We will continue to believe you. That doesn't change. Um, bias crimes are on the on on the rise, and uh, and they continue to be underreported. And things like what happened this week contribute to um, to that. Uh, we believe you. We believe you, and we support you. And uh, the best thing that we can do is to continue to interview people who have come through it and who can shine a light. Um, we're going to continue to do that. Uh, we're going to continue to do that this week uh, with Willem from RuPaul's Drag Race. How about that for a tone shift? Lord have mercy. Dana, how are you?
1: I'm good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rough week. Rough, Rough week. week. Rough week. <laughs> Listen, Robin is playing in LA on Friday. She's got some heavy lifting to do. Oh That's my God. I, I so. want to see that show so bad. <laughs> I know. So do I. I. better get myself a ticket. I know. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> folks, uh, we're going to have some fun. If it kills us. Willem's the best. Willem is the best, <laughs> and he's coming up after the break.
2: Well, folks, we're back with Willem. Hello. Good morning, or how? good afternoon. Yeah. Or good evening. Wherever that can be anything. Sorry, I fucked that up. That's okay. For us, it is morning. It is a rare rainy morning. Yep. In Los Angeles, how are you taking it? I'm okay with it. I. This uh, weather is great because you go anywhere, no one is there. Everybody stays home. Yeah, yeah. I went to an outlet. Nobody was there. Got some Gucci shoes. Come Ooh. on. Mm-hmm. What outlet? Cabazon. Oh, You've been to great. Cabazon today already? Uh, I went yesterday because oh, I had oh. to meet some contractors in Palm Springs. What's going on in Palm Springs? Um, well, you'll have to watch House Hunters on HGTV this spring <gasps> to find out. Ooh, All right. That's but, exciting. Yeah, first drag queen on HGTV. I'm very excited. Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, is this breaking news here? Are we getting a scoop?
2: Um, no. you're getting a scoop. <laughs> We're getting a scoop. Not a, necessarily a new scoop. It's or been a fresh scooped scoop. elsewhere. Okay, yeah, got she, it. she done been scooped.
0: Okay, yeah. Are you going to revitalize the uh, the gay nightlife of Palm Springs?
2: I think it's pretty vital already. I mean, I love it. As long as some bitch does like a J Lo number and gets them going, I'm good. Okay. Um, two cans is fun there. There's that chill bar spot. Um, I would love a gay sports bar out there, yeah. but I don't know how sporty the antiquer gays are.
0: Right. Right.
2: There is, uh, there's that one, it's like black book or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's like a, there's a betting sports betting bar there. I think it is trying to be one. Yeah. On that little strip on, uh, across. the street uh-huh. from hunters in the same, that's correct. Same, yeah, really?
2: Yeah. yeah. but I it, didn't hit that one. It, yet. You can do better. You'll,
1: you'll, yeah. you'll improve.
2: Well, I'll probably want to run hose out the back or something too. Of sure. course. Or some kind of extra. Yeah. You Maybe a to. poker game on Wednesdays or something.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. What's your Palm Springs itinerary?
2: My Palm Springs itinerary is um, as much marijuana as possible, uh-huh. and uh, a hammer, and a sledgehammer, and just renovations, and um, having fun in nature, and bullshit, and like very that. Great. Are you gonna,
1: <laughs> are you gonna split your time here and there?
2: Um, I'm gonna Airbnb it most of the time, and then um, go there whenever I need to get away from LA, and uh, then do it in another city. I think I just keep I just want to keep buying vacation homes in different. Areas I want to hang out in and yeah. then, like, make them cool, Instagram-worthy, and then uh, go there whenever.
1: We were reminiscing before we started recording that I had, hadn't spoken to you there, but that I had been to more than one party at a house you used to live in here.
2: Yeah, right? With all the pennies on the wall? Yeah. Well, what was the story with all those pennies on the wall? Well, uh I glued pennies to the wall. <laughs> That's a really good yeah, story. It was it was 17 feet worth of pennies and a rotunda that um, me and my friend did this stripper I know, um, and it's it the first thing they took down when the new owner got the house. I was like, "You're idiots!" This
1: yeah, it was amazing. Yeah.
2: Do I, I, well, I don't know. They're lost. No accounting for good taste, and it was like $1,100 too worth of pennies. Wow! Yeah, and so. you didn't
1: get those pennies back? No. That's fucked up. It's You're fine. getting your pennies elsewhere, It's fine. Yeah,
2: I'm okay. Speaking of pennies, can you tell us about A Star Is Born, a film <laughs> that you happen Out to appear digitally in? now <laughs> in and in Dolby, I guess. Whatever. What is Dolby? Unclear. They said it was in Dolby for another week and I'm like, is that a theater? Yeah. It sounds I, it, like some
0: noise reducing something. Right? Wasn't it on cassettes in the 80s? It do, Yeah, it has to do yes. with sound. Yeah. Our sound engineer yeah. is nodding emphatically. He's
2: nodding his head right off his neck while okay. making zero noise. Okay. Um, yeah, Starsborn, a uh, little movie. I'm in it. Yeah. With, um, a couple really cool people. Dave Chappelle, uh, his after party at Toronto International Film Festival was the best thing ever. I felt like the coolest person in the room. Explain. Just Tell partying me. Partying with. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle, and then that dude from The Wire and Boardwalk Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it was the coolest party ever. I felt like I was a member of the Fugees, honestly. I felt so cool. Um, And just all the parties I've gotten to go to. And, like, I went to Gaga on New Year's Eve, and she yelled my name from the stage. Wow. And, like, my... My asshole fell out. I had to swallow it to get it to reabsorb into my body. I was floored. It's just like this once-in-a-lifetime break, you know, where you get off a plane, you go to an audition, you don't want to go, and then you go to a callback, and you don't get that, and then months later, they're like, you have this role, and then they take it away, and then a week later, they're like, actually, we're going to put the scene back in, and then you do it, you improv, and then you hope 18 months later one of your jokes made the movie, and then you find out all your jokes made the movie. And uh, it's like a a fairy tale. And now after this, I don't care. And everything after this is gravy and a cherry on top. And I'm cool. And um, I never need to work again. And I'll be happy because I'm in a Gaga movie and I'm a drag queen. How how much higher? Like I looked in the mirror the other day and I was like doing a rental at my studio and I was like, "You're doing okay." You know, you if you could tell 15 year old you that you wouldn't be hooking anymore, he'd be happy. He'd be sad, but he'd be happy.
0: Yeah
1: we're going to circle back to the 15-year-old you after the break mm-hmm. ask some questions <laughs> about
0: that uh, What were shoot days like on uh, A Star is Born?
2: Two of them at the Virgil, Santa Monica Boulevard and mm-hmm. Virgil. And um, the first day, I didn't get used much, and um, I was signing out on the little sheet, and the AD gave me a rose. And he said, uh, this is from Gaga. She's sorry she didn't get to play with you more today. And I was like, oh, <laughs> just... Gaga, you, know, you literally you go yeah. Gaga over her. Um and then the next day I came back and they had added another scene for me, which was the one where I hand uh Bradley the guitar. So,
1: it's such a good scene and th- there's a, clearly a lot of improv in that scene because it's so it. you.
2: All of it. Yeah, he just said do what you want to do. The boobs was my thing and um he was really cool because he trusted people to like, you know, create the atmosphere that he wanted for his film out of what he knew they could do. Um, his his uh, ear doctor in the movie is actually his ear doctor. His dog is his dog. Um, and the drag queens are real drag queens, which mm-hmm. is like one of the first times I think a movie has shown drag queens being like authentically drag queens and not just like some dumb sight gag or like some ba-dum-ba, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like we're us, we own the room that we're in, and we are, you know, Shangela and I are... are mini tiny hurricanes and we were able to reel that in and to get on camera and you know, it was really cool. It's um, amazing.
1: And also like if they would tried to get us to believe that, that Gaga, her background did not have something to do with drag and the queer community, we would have been like, please.
2: Um, When the scene that I was in when that was originally cut, after I got the role and went through wardrobe and all that stuff, uh, she was just going to be a waitress in it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm still going to go see it and love this movie, but like, I really wanted to be in it. And then when they added it back in, um, I found out that like she fought for that to get added back in. So I was like, yes! She loves us. She's so fucking cool.
1: She knows where her Bread is buttered? Is that the sure. term? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are, shifting gears, are you watching Drag Race All-Stars?
2: Yes. Because I go to clubs and they pay me to watch it and talk shit on the mic. Mm. Not always shit. I keep it cute, but I'm not afraid of the truth. And I do a podcast about it called Race Chaser with Alaska. So, oh, yeah, um, of course. The voice of reason and the voice of treason. Oh. Um, so I have to watch
0: it. Are there difficult truths you have uh, <clears throat> not been able to express live that you'd like to drop on us at this time?
2: Nope. No? Um, one okay. girl got a little, I, I don't know if she's mad, but my text went from blue to green after. I don't know what that means, but I think that means she's not my friend anymore. I don't know. I'm like, why did this color change?
1: Blue to green. Or it means that she got an, an- Android phone
2: and s- <laughs> yeah. instead of an iPhone or something. I do not see pheromone on a droid. Uh, Could but be. But she's like, why are you telling this story? I'm like, well, it's true. Can you tell us a story? Yeah, um for the talent show or sorry, I should just call it a show because it lacked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there were a l- multiple takes for everybody. Everybody gets at least two takes and hers was rife with errors. She fell once. And then I guess, uh, something got caught and she had a little f- n- moment where she yelled. And, um, I, I talked about it because, you know, Ross Matthews talked about it saying there's two takes at, uh, question thing in in Chicago and I was like, you know what? These are truths. And like, I'm not afraid of them and I don't care and guess what? The NDAs expired. <laughs> um, and I'm not making any friends over there anyway. So, um yeah, she I think she might be a little miffed, but oh well. Poor me, pheromones doesn't like me. <laughs>
1: um who does like who who are you tight with aside from Alaska obviously?
2: Uh Alaska, Jiggly, Courtney, Peppermint, um I got a lot of good girlfriends. Um, Who? uh, Yeah. All the greats. I got some good ones. I really like Shay. Hanging out with her. I love Dita. Aja is really really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Latrice is my all time ride or die. We have a song coming out in two days for her return to Drag Race All Stars uh, called "Oral" about blowjobs. Great!
0: Amazing. What else do you binge? What else do you watch obsessively?
2: Um, whatever I watch, I've been watching Nailed It because I like Nicole a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Handmaid's Tale, a show called uh, Restoration on HGTV. Uh, anything with David Bromstead on it, who's another HGTV guy. Um, Dear White People, Hit the Floor. Um, what else am I watching? Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, worth mentioning I watch twice. watch a lot.
1: There's two seasons of it.
2: Um, I, I really was looking forward to Heathers, but then um, I haven't caught that yet, but I mm-hmm. really want to because okay. I love Jodrogi. Do you know that one of the writers I've, I've wrote of on Heathers? it? Not,
0: not, a, not a big deal.
2: Did you in this room? Yeah. Yep. Really? My episode
1: did was not allowed to air because there was yet another shooting right before it was supposed to air. Fuck so it's man. on, but it's on demand. You'll see them all.
2: Well, sure. I re- I can't wait to watch it. I'm super excited to watch it.
1: Drew is amazing.
2: He's everything. He um, we did an April Fool's Day episode of a YouTube show I do where I just talk shit, um, and he was me. And it was the best thing ever. I was like, that really is me. Drew was Willem? Mm-hmm. We got him in drag, and then he's like, I'm Willem, I'm not funny. Here's some things. It was great. <laughs> he's the best.
1: I, I really like your impression of Drew during an impression of you. It's accurate. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I hear. It. And I think Meta. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not really the Double Meta. What are your other movies of night uh twenty eighteen, besides The Star is Born?
2: Um I like Beach Rats. Yeah. But only the previews. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's great. But it seems very homoerotic. And I used to have sex under a boardwalk a lot.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
2: It's just, it's homosexual. It's not, it's not
0: like evocative of gay sex. Like it's, it's it's very sexy. Yeah. It's great. It's on Amazon Prime.
2: Black Panther was amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought Aquaman was rad other than that red wig. Um, Nicole Kidman's wig was fine but Amber Heard's wig was not good and she came to Hamburger Mary's for bingo and I was like girl that wig she went thanks and I'm like I didn't mean yeah. I didn't mean to like that but um, yeah I like anything superhero or actiony um, and what else did I see that I liked yeah those are some good movies those are some really good movies yeah. oh Widows Widows was fucking cool Widows was badass. Yeah,
1: we are the only people who haven't seen it.
2: Oh, a lot of people We're, haven't seen like it. There's like 18 I mean, different plots in it, but I love it. And I would fuck Robert Duvall. Wow. He's, okay. still, he's wow. still got it. I don't care. Doggy style is fine. I can <laughs> I can think of him from the past, but yeah. like, he's so fucking. He's got to be
1: 80, right? Am I? And?
2: It's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably, I don't know. I, I mean I know I'm just at least. doing the math and yeah. But I mean invisible. Kirk Douglas
2: could maybe get it too. Really? If you think of Michael.
1: Even Michael Michael at the Golden Globes, it was like, okay, i now I'm this is
2: an old old man. I yeah. just did the Kaminsky method with him and he was still fucking sexy. Really? And just charming all the girls on set. The whole hair and makeup crew was just like he gave us he gave us presents because he gave him hats and I was like, Oh wow, y'all oh. dripping. Michael okay. Douglas is still hot and watch me on the Kaminsky method. Right. On. I'll definitely be watching
1: you. Yeah.
2: You're killing it. I'm doing at this particular a, moment in time. It's an okay, it's an okay time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
1: you like obviously have the, the these two this, you know, history with drag race but mm-hmm. also a whole career that has existed before, during and after which you can't say about that. Many queens, unfortunately.
2: Career is a strong word for what I was doing. But um, I, I had been on television and in some movies before that. And anything else that had a check attached And performing
1: to. all over the place.
2: Yeah, well, that's only because I didn't know what else to do. I Like, there was never a career day where I was like, ooh, I want to be shiny and wear high heels, you know? It mm-hmm. was just like, I don't know what to do. I want to be famous, so let me sing, let me dance, let me, you know, baloney in the pants. I don't know. Um, so that's what I've just been doing little by little. And then eventually, now that I'm 36, I think I can call it a career. But in my 20s, I was just doing jobs, most of them involving blow. Hmm.
1: Again, uh, you're marking that for the next segment. Uh-huh. Well, that's um, a Hedwig
2: quote. We... Oh, Wigstock, too. Oh, Wigstock. Yeah, Wigstock. What about Wigstock? Wigstock, um, it is a show that Lady Bunny does that she revived last year. Yeah. And um, – yeah, it's, there's going to be something big going on with it again. Like, there was that Wigstock movie back in the 90s with right. Alexis and Jackie Pete and all them. Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't want to see a sequel, right? Of course. Is that happening? Uh-huh. <sighs> that makes me very wow. happy. Wow. Yeah. Super duper, right?
0: We're getting a lot of scoops. A
2: lot of scoops. All the scoops.
0: Are you involved?
2: Yeah. I'm Excellent. In it. Yeah.
0: Right on. Um, killed me I couldn't make it out there for that.
2: It was fun. We... Actually
1: met once, uh, not at one of your parties, but when we were both in a show called Jersey Shorezical. You were in that. I was in the second round. Grenade. And the, I, Who were you? I was the situation, but Mike? it was it was uh, when they did it. We did it at the. It's now Dynasty Typewriter uh-huh. and the bootleg, the old bootleg. No, this was after that. Was I in it? You were in it like one night. Got it. Because you were in the first run of it as J-WOW.
2: Yeah, that's what I left Drag Race to do. That's why I was trying to get kicked off because I had the Fringe Festival version of Shores of Gold in New York. And Danny was actually, Danny Francesi, one of the writers, was in the audience for the wet t-shirt contest in, I think, episode... Six of my season of Drag Race. And I knew I could stay to like episode nine timing wise because I wanted to go to New York. I was like, I'm going to be on Broadway. That didn't happen. Um But I'm still glad I did everything I did. But he's like, you should stay like from the audience. He's like, will you be in New York? And I was like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm leaving. I'm fucking everything up. Um And I love Jersey Shore. It was great.
1: Yeah, I I came in like very late in the game when Drew was directing. Or maybe Drew always directed. Yeah, it, but Drew, d-
2: Drew was helping out.
1: Yeah, and um I played the situation. Um not as a great singer or actor, but I did both. You didn't need to it. be for that and role. You
2: didn't need to. Hey, be. Derek Barry did my role. Not a great oh, singer, no. not a great actor.
1: <laughs> I might have done shows with I don't remember, but there was one special night that you came back and guested. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, did, have you seen the girls? Oh, Glow. I watched Glow. And two of the Jersey Shores yes. girls, girls are on Glow. Yeah, Which ones? ones. Uh, the They play the Apple Sisters. Fuck. Yes, oh, Kimmy, no. Kimmy Kimmy Gatewood, Gatewood and... who's a director now, too. And not Megan or uh, Rebecca. Rebecca Johnson. Rebecca Johnson. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: A, lot, yeah. a lot of killers in that cast. A lot of talent. Um, can you give... I mean, I know everyone knows the story, but can you give just kind of like the broad strokes of your drag race the you know what, what you were just referencing when uh-huh. Danny was in the audience and
2: things took a turn Um, it, going from a normal set where there's like you know crafty someone's knocking on your door inviting you to set and then you get to a non-union reality show mm-hmm. where literally people are tripping and being hurt and you're like uh, can we get a safety meeting before we run out that cart with like you know, glass on it, on wheels, you know, and then a little girl, and Kenny cuts her leg. It's like one of those things where you're just like, we're not stupid, listen to us, please, and take, Mm -hmm. you know. And when I was told to my face by this producer named Jacqueline, um, you're not running this show, you need to get out of your head, um, I was just like, oh, wow. And that was episode two, and I was like, they were doing something where they were trying to get tears out of one girl on the anniversary of her mom's death, And she had to win a competition in order to see this message from home. And I was like, what if she didn't win? Were you not going to show her that? And, like, of course she was going to win. And I got into it with a producer. And they're like, well, if you don't like what we're doing, you can leave. So I did. And then cut to two minutes later, everyone running after me saying, we need you back in. And I was like, well, I'd like someone to come apologize to me. The The British prick that said, you can leave. So he came out and apologized to me. And then cut to... Three weeks later, uh, he fucked me in the bathroom at Mickey's at the rap party. <laughs> um, so they hate me because basically I got one of their own to cross over. I know where all the bodies are buried. I will say anything I want because they treat people like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it doesn't help me to talk about it anymore because everyone's just like, oh, he's bitter. He's, you know, he's mad. You know, he's um, all the... All the terrible things that reddit says which are sometimes true um (laughs) but i'm always thinking to myself i'm like how is this benefiting you you just sound like you're complaining you sound like you're rehashing seven-year-old tea Mm -hmm. but it's always interesting and people want to hear about it so um yeah all that all a bunch of stuff happened where i broke rules that um were set in place you know because it's a reality show like you're not allowed to have outside contact uh you're not allowed to like leave or go to the store don't steal props, um, stuff like that. Like there was trade out on a show, um, some interior illusions, lounge thing where I stole a pillow and used it in my boat. And then they were going to throw out all the boats. And, um, mine was broke anyway. Cause I was drunk. And I was like, no, there's a pillow in there. And the pillow is $300. I saw it on the price tag. So I went and ripped it open. I'm like, here's the pillow. And they're like, Oh, you took it. And I was like, yeah. And I just gave it back and I'm not hurting anybody. And I made your show amazing. like, there was a runway where we were supposed to walk the runway once in these st- stupid boats. And then we were supposed to get out of the boats and walk it again. So four times total. You walk it once without music so the judges can comment. And then you walk it once with music usually. Uh-huh. But this episode, since we had these dumb boats, we had to do it four times. They said stay in your boats. So the first episode, the first walk, I um, got out of my boat, of course, and broke the rules. Uh-huh. And then they didn't let any of the other girls do a third and fourth walk. And I was just like, okay. And then when they got read for not doing their reveals and stuff, it's like they were going to do it later though when you told them they could. But instead I broke the rules and fucked it for everybody. And then as a judging contention, they were told, oh, you should have done more. Willem got out of his boat, X, Y, Z. It's like I I knew what I was doing in order to like give myself my own best edit. I was story producing myself as I went. And that's not helpful to uh, another producer who doesn't know what's going on in your head. I would tell cameraman, hey, I'm going to go over here and read this bitch, blah, blah, blah. And they said, you can't tell us what to do. I'm like, I'm just telling you you're going to get great TV. And, of course, that's a moment that people love where I'm reading Jiggly and calling, saying nurse. Um, but it's one of those things where I I get why they hated me. I was a terror on set. I was drunk. I was high. I was um, libidinous. Is that a word? Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. That great means word. slutty, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was that. Um, and... I, I didn't bite my tongue or hold it at all. I just, when, if someone says, here's, give us money and we will go get you stuff that you need, like nail glue or vegetarian food or non-dairy food. And then you say, cool. And then four days later, it's still not shown up. And then at 1030 at night, they give you $75 for 12 men to eat, which isn't even enough for a Taco Taco Bell value meal. Me, Chad, and Latrice went up. We wouldn't get in the van, and then they didn't know our names. They called me William, and they called Latrice La Something on the um, on the walkie. So I told Latrice, I was like, "Bitch, I don't know if it's racist, but it sure sounded shitty." Um, and then we we fucking ransacked their lives. We wouldn't. They gave us more money, but I was like, "You can't make money off of us and treat us like shit." We know, and you're other gay men. your family. Bullshit. And then being told by your idol, um, "Don't look at me or make eye contact unless I initiate it." that kills a soul a little bit. But I don't, need to, I don't need to talk about her no more.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry to make <clears throat> you dredge it up, but no. I do think people want to No, I'll talk about
2: the show. Then, I won't talk yeah, about her because yeah. it doesn't benefit me in any way. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> when, when, when you want to do a sitcom and your manager puts out the word to the world and they say, we want to do a show, but she needs to be seated. She doesn't want to stand during the sitcom. <laughs> and then she works with all your friends. And she treats them like shit, you know, and the production company that puts it on doesn't go through the managers. They call the girls directly and say, oh, we'd love you to change three shows in Europe to fly back to do one line of our little sitcom that we're trying to put up. Um, it's just shitty boots when you can do better and you don't. And you're other gay people and your everybody say loving up and down the street. Fuck that.
1: Notice, Will hasn't named any names. Yes, like, people are going to no, be scrambling vague. to yeah. wonder <laughs> v- lady is
0: really going to be spinning its wheels, yeah. wondering who you're talking about. Passing I spells <laughs> looking into crystals. <laughs> is there a moment where you are summoned before her? I mean, if you if you're in trouble, do you have to? Is there an Oprah moment where you have to kind of James Fry it and just get yelled at, um, or is she checked out entirely?
2: I talked about it on another podcast. Oh. My last interaction with her was. Um, it ended with fuck you and fuck you, bitch, back and forth. Wow. It was great. Wow. I loved it. There was a problem with the. Um, this is really old, but there was a problem with the Emmys two years ago where, you know how it works where you submit one episode to be, you know, in contention for the season's body of work. Uh, season nine, they submitted uh, episode 9.1, which was the one with Gaga, mm-hmm. for all the awards. Mm-hmm. And it was nominated for. Hair and makeup, uh, casting, and a couple other things. The makeup department and hair department lead, a guy named Matthew Anderson, who's amazing, um, he was not nominated because he was no longer on the show and his time with the show and RuPaul 25 years had abruptly ended in episode like 9.2 or 9.3. Mm-hmm. His quote to me, and I can say it because he said it to me, was, I was removed from my own set, and I said, that's the face you get for that money.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. So I was like, go on, girl. She was, she was crazy, and she lived. She was a drag queen, too, Matthew. Oh, well, she is a drag queen. and um, So she did not pull punches, and yeah. she loved working with me because she knew it upset them, and she loved my ideas and my mind, and we were like sisters. Um, so when the Emmys came around, and two other people were nominated in Matthew's place, I went to see Matthew with a couple friends and I was like, girl, you want your nomination? You want us to help? So we called the Emmys and the Emmys not only removed the two people that weren't on that episode because that's how it works. They um, also amended a casting nomination. So three out of eight nominations for Drag Race that year were changed. So it's not like I was like, you know, pissing into the wind about it. I was seeing a gay man have his contribution to the arts be erased. And he was my friend. So I was like, fuck that. You're not getting away with it and they didn't get away with it but when the time came to nominate him for the episode where everybody knows he was there including a hairstylist who's since won an Emmy who wrote down Matthew Anderson was the person there um they they um god why am I talking about this again (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah it's um it's it's not a good relationship with them they make a lot of fucking great TV you know um, Manscapers is a new show that they make. The Mapplethorpe documentary. World of Wonder makes great TV. It's just there's a couple of shitty people there that um, I don't like how they treat others. Um, I love Fenton. Fenton's a great guy. Yeah. Fenton's wonderful. We had him here. Yeah. He's really cool. I think he's awesome. Um, and there's a lot of other great, talented people there. Pete Williams makes great little basement shows for their WoW TV thing. But um, I I don't see... A, a relationship happening anytime soon with us. <laughs> but um, I wave hi. I'm right across the street from them all the time.
1: They know where to find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did and Matthew I, win the Emmy? Matthew did not win the Emmy. Mm, who did?
2: Um, I forget. But, uh, <laughs> like, it was important to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was one of those things where I was like, I want someone to speak up for me if I was ever in that position um, to, you know, be looked over like that. Because, I mean as fags a lot of our contributions were erased in the 90s you know and um due to you know aids and stuff so i was like this is not happening on my watch and especially by someone who was purportedly this guy's family Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but uh they're not all evil they're not all bad i am a monster though
1: love it you're a little monster
2: yeah literally
1: (laughs) you're a big little monster uh (laughs) I feel like I will forever associate you with the phrase and like the metaphor of getting out of the boat. I feel like it's that's your version of getting out of, like not staying in your lane. You, you, Willem refuses to stay in the boat. Yeah. He gets you know out of the I mean? boat.
2: Sure. Yeah.
1: Will, <laughs> Willem will rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Willem will climb out of the boat if needed. Yeah. I'll steal the fucking boat. Yeah.
2: He'll yeah. put a pillow on a boat. I love boats. <laughs> I just went on one. Yeah. I love boats. They're great. Um, We will be right back after the break.
0: (laughs) Folks, 66%, that's two-thirds of men, lose their hair by age 35. Thankfully, baldness can be optional thanks to 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. HIMS connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. These are not snake oil pills. These are not supplements you get over the counter at the gas station where you put your life in your hands. Go to 4 ask answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review and can prescribe you. Then, products are shipped directly to your door. No more waiting rooms, no more awkward in-person doctor visits. And if you order now, Homophilia listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See website for details. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor, to the pharmacy. Just go to fourhymns.com/slash homo, five bucks. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com/slash H-O-M-O, fourhymns.com/slash homo
1: every plate experience full plates and fuller wallets with every plate america's best value meal kit every plate dinners are the cheaper healthier alternative to takeout or delivery other dinner options by the way they cost around ten dollars per serving but every plate offers five chef designed recipes every week from only 4.99 per serving one meal at 4.99 is the same price as that cup of coffee you buy every day Every Plate's recipes are easy to follow and come together in about 30 minutes so you can get back more time to enjoy good food with family and your loved ones. Every Plate does the meal planning, the shopping, and the prepping for you, taking the time and the stress and the guesswork out of cooking. I love Every Plate. You know I'm not a fan of cooking or of lifting any extra finger, and yet this has revolutionized my relationship to cooking and food, and I'll be honest, it's improved my relationship. For six free meals across your first three weeks and free shipping on your first delivery, go to everyplate.com and enter code HOMO6. This offer, by the way, equates to one third off each of your first three boxes when you go to everyplate.com and enter code HOMO6.
0: Dana, it's never too early to start thinking spring.
1: <gasps> I love spring.
0: You know, I, as I say this, it is snowing in Pasadena. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Climate change is real. Oh boy. Well, spring is more than just a season for florals. It is a chance to truly refresh. So what are you waiting for, Dana? What? What are you waiting for? I don't Go know! To, I, yeah, she does. She seems <laughs> anxious about it. Go to Mod Cloth. Discover something unusual and uniquely you. It's time to stock up on dresses and swimsuits for the season ahead. And because Mod Cloth believes that fashion should celebrate all women, they're expanding their size range from 00 to 28. Got a question about fit? Their team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help. To get 15% off of your purchase of 100 bucks or more, go to ModCloth, dot com and enter code HOMO at checkout. That's ModCloth.com and enter code HOMO for 15% off your purchase of 100 bucks or more. This offer is valid for one-time use only. Don't be greedy. And it expires on May 5th, 2019.
1: We're back with Willem. Um, Willem, Mm -hmm. what is your current relationship status?
2: I am married, but separated. Mm. Wow. How long? Uh, it'll be four years, I think on Valentine's Day. Okay. Four years married. No. Four years separated. I was with the guy from 2002 until 2015. Okay. And then we were married September 9th, 2008. So our first anniversary would be 9909. Which we ended up forgetting anyway, and then as soon as my mom called us to wish us happy anniversary, he was like, "Oh, you owe me a blowjob." Then I was like, "You forgot too? Eat my fucking ass!" Um, but yeah, we were uh, we were together for years. I just saw him yesterday. We're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, and Dave actually knew him too. I was wondering uh, if this is the same person. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He grew up across the street from him randomly in yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. Wait, really? Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, he was in our subdivision. He was my, uh, the age, roughly the age of my brothers. Mm -hmm. So they knew him better. I knew of him and had certainly met him a few times. You can't mess with him. He's like
2: 6'6". He's huge.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have little boy Dave
1: crushes on the 6'6 gay guy across the street?
0: Uh, I wasn't sure what his deal was, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, he, he was. Same. Yeah, uh, he was not, I mean, not gay identifying at the time, but I feel like there were sort of rumors-ish, kind of.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know what I mean? There were vibes. There were vibes. You know, when you- Which in the 70s and early 80s you, did not fly.
2: When a guy with a dick like his is a teenager, I'm sure he whipped it out at any point he could Yeah. for whatever reason, you know, big dick energy, because he had mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm sure there were rumors and conjecture about the hood. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was not privy to a lot of those conversations, but I remember there there was an air of mystery. (laughs) There was an air of mystery about him. I'll say that. Um, so
1: you're separated, but okay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And is that because you're, is there a possibility of getting back together?
2: Uh, nothing is impossible, but, um, I don't foresee it in my crystal ball right now.
1: Okay. And do you foresee a divorce in your crystal ball?
2: Um, I really enjoy his health insurance. Okay, so no. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's and we're on a family to... plan for eighteen T, so great. we're okay right now. I'm not like looking to go to the courthouse. Parking there is like eighteen dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of like hoops you gotta jump through. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you don't want
1: to get new insurance. I mean
2: God. Fuck no. I don't know how to do that Obamacare stuff. Now meeting you and
0: and also knowing your boyfriend at mm-hmm. the time a little bit, as I did, which blew my mind and continues to. Even then, even in like 2003-ish when mm-hmm. we met, your relationship was not conventional, shall we say? I mean, you were – you were. Mm-hmm. it seemed that you were kind of open-ish
2: um, then. We were definitely open. We mostly uh, – it was a toge- – we played together a lot. Yeah. I had a notebook and I kept track of everything because if I ever got an STD, I wanted to be able to trace it back and tell whoever, mm-hmm. and inform people. Um, when I used to hook, I would write down every trick that I had. And I still have the little word file, 161 dates, 108 clients. I did a lot of repeats, fucked eight of them. The rest were all blowjobs. Mm-hmm. I was that girl that uh, they said, oh, yeah, I can't come from head. I said, give me a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, I was her or him. Um, and I just, I'm weird about lists and keeping track of things, but, uh, yeah, we played a lot. And I also ran a stripper company that booked Go-Go Boys for like 12 years around LA. So it wasn't part of the audition process, but it didn't hurt, yeah. And I had a pool and I lived two blocks from all the clubs in West Hollywood. Like it was like, and I had a really, I had two really cute dogs. I had a St. Bernard at one point and my husband put him in a red wagon at Pride, walked two blocks up to Pride when he was a puppy and came home with like five twinks like a parade. And he's like, this dog is gold. I was like, I love you. Yeah. So, how did you meet? We met at, um, Mickey's. He came into Mickey's when I was uh, flyering, and I was at the door picking up more flyers because I was 19, and I wasn't really allowed in at the point. And um, the rule at the door was if you show your dick, you get in free, no cover. Mm-hmm. So he was in like a suit. I don't know where he was coming from, but um, he pulled his dick out, and then like 30 seconds later he came back. He's like, it's bigger now. Do you want to see? And I said, yes. And it was the biggest dick I'd ever seen on a white guy. So I was like, I'm sick. I have to go home. Went to the Century Plaza and fucked for like twelve hours and then he got me breakfast and I was like, Cool, I got breakfast out of this one. Um and then every time he came back to LA, like every month for the next like two, three months, we would hang out, and then he we um we started hanging out more and then he moved in with me in January, about six months after he met me.
0: Wow. And is he in LA still?
2: Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's a lawyer and stuff and doing whatever he does. I don't really know what he does. He's got, he's got a law degree and, um, he does insurance stuff, but it's weird because a lot of people who have law degrees aren't lawyers anymore. Like Michelle Obama, you know, right. she's not a practicing lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, her books are really good. I'm reading it right now. Oh,
1: I know. I just got, I've, I've been gifted two copies of it. It's, really? so, I read fucking zero good.
2: it's so good that book and then the scotty bowers book who was like this old school oh, yes guy. we
1: had him in here we had him
2: here you, he's still alive oh he's yeah alive. oh my god
1: yeah. yeah although his you saw the documentary right yeah i'd fuck him too yeah i think that was the consensus in the room yeah he, yeah he was coming in with some real big dick energy fuck although, yeah sadly his wife lois who is a, who you know almost steals the documentary passed away recently
2: so there's no so he's available. So an <laughs> he's where well, is he booking hourly or only boyfriends I don't
1: know. So can we? Can you just tell us a little bit about being a teenager, doing sex work?
2: Yeah, How did it was it super How fun. Did you get out of it? I mean, technically, I was technically was I statutorily raped? I don't know because I was emancipated when I was 16, oh. um, and then I was on my own after that. And it wasn't I mean, like where were you? I I was. I'm from Philly. But I went to, like, junior high and high school in Florida, and I figured out how to do high school in three years. So I got out when I was 16, and then I told my parents I wanted to be an actor, and I was like, okay, cool. Let's get you emancipated because you can't bring, like, a parent on set if your parents live in Florida and you live in Philly or New York. So I was bridging, tunneling, back and forth, hooking, uh, doing extra work, and I got my SAG card on my first job. So I was like, this is fun. Um And then the hooking was just like a way to make money to move to L.A. And I did.
1: What was your entree into it? My mouth. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) was there a person who was like, hey, here's an idea?
2: I I was always in my head. Pretty Woman was my favorite movie growing up. And I was like, I could do that. I love dicks and I love money. And I could just shut my eyes if I don't like the guy. Um, But when I, this is terrible, when I was... I don't know if I was 12 or 13 because my birthday was in the summer, but I definitely blackmailed a guy um, for money uh, in a hotel because I went to go blow him. Not because, like I'm rationalizing it. I went to go blow this guy. He was in his picture in the AOL chat room where you have to keep clicking to get in because there were only 32 people allowed in it. Um, I finally got in and then this guy hits me up and sure, I'm 18. Meanwhile, 12 or 13. Go and blow him. I was not happy with the encounter. <laughs> um, what were you not happy about? Because he did he wasn't his picture at all. And I was so weak at twelve or thirteen that I wasn't like, I don't want to blow you. You know? So I blew him. And then I called him and I was like, I'm gonna need some money. And apparently it was his work phone, and he- I probably fucked up his job and his life. And he was married. But I got $287. <laughs> 200, that's such a specific number. I remember it. I write everything down. That's why I write books. Yeah, $287. Wow. It's and weird were, the numbers that stick with you.
0: And you were 13. 12 or 13.
2: It was the summer between, yeah, 6th okay. and 7th, so I was 12 or 13.
0: So this is Florida?
2: Yeah, that was Florida. It's a right-to-work state, and I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, I was just a whore. And then when I got on my own when I was 16, I was like, well, Let's make some money.
1: And so you were meeting guys in, in chat rooms and Fuck online. Fuck yeah.
2: Yeah. All the time. Wow. I, I loved it. So great.
1: You lo- And so you did you stop only because you didn't need to do it anymore?
2: I stopped because um, I was working for an agency, an escort agency in Philly. Um, I told people I did the phones and got <laughs> lunches. <laughs> I did guys on the phone. Um <laughs> But I would also – drive before I was actually doing it, I would drive the ones that didn't have car insurance or a car. And then while they were off-tricking, I would find the nearest mall and just do, like, loop-de-loops in the parking lot to drive up the mileage so I could get more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually started hooking there, and it was great. I didn't have to deal with anything. They'd say, here's the numbers, here's the map quest directions, write them down, because it was before, like, phones, really, 2001. Um, and then – Out here, when I moved to L.A., I didn't have that resource network. So I was like, I am not starting over, sitting at a computer. I'll just have to be a successful, like, actor or something. That didn't work. Um, It's working now. now. Mm -hmm. Kind of, yeah. But, um, yeah, hooking's good. How do you feel now looking back? No, I
1: mean, the fact that you were 12 or 13 is, like,
2: is kind of... From the outside, it sounds you know terrifying and traumatizing, and but. I knew what I wanted. I mean, I loved it, and there were other encounters that same summer where I was totally fine with it for free. And here's the thing: I'm not justifying, um, you know, cross generational or nambla love like that. But when my dad and I were at, he got me a gym membership because I was fat when I was a kid, and um, he the gym management told him that I was hanging out in the locker room reading a book because I didn't want to work out. And I was hanging out in the locker room reading a book cause I wanted to see dicks and suck them. And this was 12, 13, 14. And you know what I was doing in that gym also using the dicks as bookmarks cause they were going in me. I fucking loved dicks from an early age. And I was having sex with men who didn't mind. I might've been younger. Um, Is it right for everybody? No. Am I, um, what's the word, endorsing it? Um, No. But question mark? Because, I mean, do you if you want. But make sure, I had a boyfriend who was um, arrested for fucking around with a 17-year-old after the 17-year-old turned 18. And it was because his mom found out. And the 17-year-old felt terrible that he was ruining this man's life that he had fooled around with a couple times. Sure, the guy shouldn't have been hanging out with him because he was in his 30s. But, you know, musical theater, community theater, what else do you do on a break? Um, So I gave an affidavit and a testimony saying that uh, this person never touched me. I was a character witness. We were fucking a lot. Um, So it's, I don't know. I forgot the question, though, conveniently. Well, yeah, I was just curious. Before, like, I, mean, I, before I justify molestation. You, I mean, you don't frame
1: yourself as a victim in that scenario. Only
2: when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it's super convenient for me. Yeah. But, I mean, if I was a girl and this was a, yeah, it would be a different story, I think, because, like, you know, then it's, like, misogyny, right? Yeah, and the Is power dynamics
1: are different. And
2: I mean, you would think. Some girls are more badass than me, for sure. I know, I've known a couple where I'm like, fuck.
0: Did emotion ever come into it when you were that age? Cause that's, that's only a, when Mariah a, Carey was on. Okay. But, but I mean that's, that's a time when you really can attach to somebody, you know, like uh, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I feel like I would have had a hard time turning that off. Yeah, me too.
2: Uh, no, I didn't have a hard time turning that off. There was one guy who I went to his house every Sunday and blew him while I watched Queer as Folk mm-hmm. because he had Showtime. And, um, I remember telling him that it was my birthday coming up. He's like, Oh cool. Um, how old are you going to be? And I was like, I'm going to be 17 or I'm, I think at that point I must've been 18. Cause I had watched a whole season at his house. And then I think we were on season two. So it must've been 18. And he's like, well, you're not 18. I'm like, no. And I remember the next time I came over, he gave me cologne, which I don't like. And um, wouldn't let me blow him. He's like, we can't do this anymore. And I was like, in my head, I was like, there's like three more episodes of season left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was also kinda mad because I, I was just thinking, like, you didn't have a problem before and I'm emancipated. Should I bring my paper from the court? You know? Like the little bodega store would let me buy cigarettes when I when I brought them my um emancipation paper. I was like, hey, that's probably not legal. But yeah. um yeah, I think if you're emancipated you can have sex with adults, can you? I don't know. The thirteen year old one was definitely not okay, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially because I blackmailed him. I feel bad about that to this day, but I don't know how to find him because I didn't write down his name, just his screen name, and it was AOL.
0: Maybe he's a homophilia listener. He probably ages. is. I would imagine that he
2: is. Is it weird that I have guilt about it and I can never assuage that guilt?
0: Um. Well, let's talk about it. What What specific part of it gives you the most Like what, when you think about it, gives you a feeling?
2: That I could have outed him to his wife and his job and ruined his life
0: okay where do you feel that where do you feel that in the body
2: i feel it in the part that makes your shoulders go up where mm-hmm. you're just like you 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 eventually want to resolve it and hug it out with the person but you probably can't because you don't know him and you probably ruined his life and he has no interest in you although i'm a lot hotter now uh-huh well i mean you're not a trap yeah truth
0: yeah uh, although you still
1: look like one i mean please
0: thank you so much <laughs> Well, so how can we, how can we work, how can we work the guild out
1: together? Yeah. Good question. Do you do
2: therapy or anything like that? <laughs> no. No. Uh-uh. I Why do to, you laugh? Uh, I went to a therapist once with my, uh, with my uh, ex. And the only thing we could agree on is that we hated the therapist. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, that's one down. Yeah. There are a lot though. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm, A, I don't have time right. and I think I'm, I'm pretty okay. Like, I know when I do bad stuff, and when I have a problem, I can resolve it on my own. I don't, I sleep really well. I don't have nagging issues in my head. I'm sure everybody could use a little therapy, but I talk enough on microphones. I don't need to talk to someone else for free. Like, my mouth is making money. I don't need to go sit on a couch. I feel okay with myself. I think people usually go to therapy to resolve an issue. And other than the guy I blackmailed when I was 12 or 13, mm-hmm. I don't have many issues. I I probably, <laughs> never mind, I probably have tons. I probably just don't know about them. Okay. And I'm okay with that. Okay. Ignorance is bliss in that sense. So let's do
0: free therapy right now. If you were here. Are you guys in therapy? What would you say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> L- lifelong. Yeah. yeah. I went to a, I went to I mean, I,
1: I do regular therapy and all that stuff, but I also went to like a body work person recently. And uh, like Reiki? Like that horror movie where she jerks off of thing. the handicap? Sadly, no. Oh, man. Um, but <laughs> good movie. She, like, yeah, Reiki, a lot of energy work. So yeah. there's some hands on, like, massaging stuff, but there's also just like moments where she, like, oh, she? Never mind. Yeah. Not, this is not a sexual experience at all. There's one point where she's like rubbing my stomach and she's like, she has a really thick German accent and she's like, so did you, you spent a lot of time with your grandfather when you were young? I was like, no, I wanted to say yes. Like, oh wow, you feel that in my stomach. That's crazy. But I'm like, truly no, I did not spend (laughs) really any time with either grandfather, but maybe that's what she was picking up was the absence of a grandfather. But you never got uh, clarity on that. Didn't get to that. But anyway. (laughs) So yeah, that was all I was trying saying, to yeah. read
2: your intestinal debris like tea leaves something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Haven't been back to her well, No. You yeah. got to try. Maybe she's got a son. Uh but if this gentleman were here, what was the screen name? Oh fuck, I'd have to look it up. Okay. But it was it, I it was probably like a lot of numbers. It was it wasn't something that was um specific enough that I would remember it. Okay. You know, it was one of those things where it was Probably numbers at the end of blah, 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 uh-huh. FL know. mask for yeah. child. Remember that? <laughs> oh, <God>. sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was lying. I did say I was 18. I was misrepresenting myself the whole time. But when I get there and I'm a chubby junior high student, right? chubby horny junior high student, even though he was ugly, I didn't give a fuck. It was still dick. But if you could talk to him, what would you say? If I could talk if to him. If he's listening. If he is actualized enough <laughs> Hello, in the caller. Year of twenty nineteen. I would say, um, I don't like that you used a fake picture to lure me to your hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't appreciate all those pubes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, and I take ownership for possibly ruining your life, your career, and your relationship with that hotel when I was banging on the door.
0: Mm. So, there's accountability all around. Oh, for sure. I like it. I like it. Deep. Right. Do you feel healed just by
2: saying that? Super How duper. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I've never voiced everything that I felt. I mean, I did feel bad about a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you have, but
1: you also have stuff to feel uh, not bad about, a yeah. lot of stuff to feel really, really good about.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um I'd like to do two more hours. Yeah. But I think we
0: have to, to vacate the studio.
2: Yeah, I only got an hour on my parking meter. No.
0: Nah. Well, um,
2: thank you so much. Yeah, see you in a decade. That's right. <laughs> and I'll see you around, around yeah, Mickeys. I'll see you at your yeah, next right? party. <laughs> Ooh. God, Mickey's. Mickey's is fun on Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, is that true? Don't what don't does one do? At Sundays a on is Sunday? ice cream party Sundays. Oh, and uh, my friend DJ Pasta Body DJs a lot. And uh-huh. then Wednesday is a party called Snap Out of It by the House of Avalon Boys, who were like this House, you yeah. know, H A U S, mm-hmm. and they have amazing style and taste and substance and great uh, parties.
0: What's oh, a good afternoon thing?
2: A good afternoon I'm old party. Now. Yeah, I, I want to set a Sunday afternoon thing. I'm super excited for Rocco's uh, Lance oh. Bass's new bar that's opening. It's on the corner of San Vicente and Santa Monica Boulevard. Okay. Um, oh, wow. I like anything with a patio. Precinct is fucking great all sure. the time. They have really good chicken strips and fries too, mm-hmm. and different strip. areas where you can like move and be like oh i'm I'm doing a lap i'll be right back and avoid people you don't like yeah and they can't see you because there's all different walls and patios and very clever downtown is awesome i love precinct that's where i do uh the viewing parties where else is good um i love jumbo's clown room any time of the day yeah but afternoon is great because it's kind of like vegas because there's no windows and you can't tell how long you're in there getting fucked up Mm -hmm. um yeah those are all good spots
0: okay
1: We'll thank see you, you at uh, all of those spots. Yep. And LA listeners, we'll see you
0: there, too. <laughs> thank you, Willem. Bye. Well, that was Willem. Willem, Willem, Willem. He's <laughs> a legend. Uh, thank you to everybody here at uh, Earwolf. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Matt McConkey up in Vancouver Aww. making <laughs> pop culture history. <laughs> Cannot wait for you to see Ride or Die. It is truly, truly such a funny script. Uh, thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Uh, thank you, Willem. Thank you, listeners. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>